in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the mythical Glenn Stansberry. What uh, what did I do to earn the mythical? People don't know if you actually exist. I mean, you might just be a clever idea that I came up with. You think I'm AI? <laughs> <laughs> just a what if, of your imagination. What if, like, the, uh, the Gentleman website, <laughs> I conceived and built you <laughs> as a robotic buddy launch sidekick now <laughs> sidekick yeah <laughs> dude you're terrible you're really bad at what you do if i'm, yeah. if I'm the best you can come up with because uh after years of research <laughs> glenn no glenn oh how many times <laughs> the scientific community is so upset with me right now <laughs> yeah. You you had this opportunity, Brian. Right, and, and you I feel totally like you blew, blew it. it on Glenn. Yeah. Well, you know, they they say to make mistakes and then you you improve it. You know? So that means Glenn actually stands for something. It's like an acronym. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, gentleman learning environmental numbnuts. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. When I built that, and you and and the Kickstarter that you used to yeah, um, it was fund me totally well funded, yeah, two hundred percent funded, two hundred percent. I was only asking for one mil. Now they're screaming for their money and back. That, yeah. <laughs> now I just have to replicate you several times. <laughs> yeah. It was the top goal with the, the top prize. It sounds painful. Being, yeah, we have to fabricate some more Glenn Stansberries. Well, I'm sure you'll you'll manage. Yeah, I'll kick the factory into high gear. Yeah. Uh, speaking of kicking things into high gear, Glenn, That's we should right. kick this episode into high gear. Uh, me and Glenn are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Mm-hmm. It is an artificial intelligence website yep. that counts all of your eye movements while you're on the site. <laughs> you navigate with your eyes. Exactly. And as your eyes move around the page, it records all those movements mm-hmm. and then customizes the entire site to your experience yes. based on a proprietary algorithm. Yep. It's really one of the most high-tech websites in the world. Yeah, that's why you can't leave it when you get there. No, no. It, because it, we track your eyes, and if we see you heading for that, you know, back that, button, back, the, the, yeah. the, the, the little X somewhere, right. we, we don't, we hide right. it. We, yeah, it moves so, around the screen. It truly is a so sticky... you can't, if you want to leave the site, you have to not look at the exit button, mm-hmm. and then try to click it without looking at it. Because if you, like, look at it, we'll jump it around the screen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just in yeah. case. There are some... Some ads that have you like they <laughs> like X click to moves. close, and it's like, yeah, no, it does move. Oh like, my it's, gosh, it's uh, terrible. It, I may or may not engage in uh, um, viewing of uh, sports events that may or may not be <laughs> some suspect ads going uh, on. hosted on U.S. soil, mm, overseas, right? Websites they are of U.S. sporting events, the dark web, the dark, dark, like dark ages, the back alley of the <laughs> so, dark web. 
You, uh, so I go through and I try to click out all the ads. <laughs> so that's a fool's errand. I know. Cause, You'll well, miss the entire sporting event. Try I know. to click out the ads. Eventually, I just nerd it up and, and open up Inspector in my browser and deleted oh, all the... Yeah, that's a good idea. Anyway. Oh. It's neither here nor there. Yeah. We can't tell people how to do that because then the ads on Ooh. Digital Mint won't Ooh. be seen. What ads? Yeah. Actually, that's a good opportunity, Brian. We... uh we have some people that a fine company that is uh, oh yeah paying for sponsorship about... on the site this uh, yep. month, mm-hmm. and we'd like to take a second here and thank Rebel dot com. Yep. This is actually <laughs> it sounds like we're staging this, but actually yeah. we actually yeah. have people who you know yeah. Uh, this is a great company, and they're actually they're actually a lot of they're 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 good people, and um, I had a chance to talk with uh, some in their organization and. They just they just do it really well. It's it's like another it's a it's another it's not another it's a domain name uh, registrar and web host and all that kind of stuff. Kind of mm-hmm. like GoDaddy, except not awful, but not shysters, right? So, if anybody's ever used GoDaddy, GoDaddy is terrible. Yeah, I, I mean I hate using it, and so you know Rebel is basically a, a nicely designed and not trying to trick you into buying more stuff kind of site host. So we're really pleased that uh, to work with them on on putting some ads on gentleman.com and sponsoring the site. So. Right. It's it's hard. The ad thing is hard because we get requests often for yeah. ads on gentleman, but but they're terrible. They're like, yeah, it's, you, it's just, you know, uh, kitty gambling. Yeah. Can we put, <laughs> put a, a picture of a naked girl playing slots uh, yeah. to my offshore casino site, you know, and we don't want <laughs> please. Do can you set link yeah. on homepage? Uh-huh. Yeah. We get, we get lots of weird requests, but rebel is actually a great brand. Yep. We're happy to have them on the site. Yep. So do us a favor, do them a favor and support them by at least checking them out. Yeah. If you uh, see the ad on the site, click on it and check out what they've got to offer. Um, the yeah. good people. Yeah. I, like I really do company. mean that. Yeah. Like, they yeah. reached out and wanted to talk to us and ask if, you know, yep. they, they crafted that ad specifically for our site. Mm-hmm. And it looks nice, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very so. cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, now that we got that out of the way. Yep. Uh, we need to talk about uh, how people get in touch with us. Oh, yes. Yes. This is an important thing. Uh, you can, you must, I implore you, mm-hmm. to send a letter to the gentleman mailbag. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mailbag's getting a little light these days? Yeah, it is. Summertime, people are out and about. We get it. Yeah, you're, you're we, busy. Yeah. Vacations. Take one second away from your kids and your family <laughs> and craft a nice letter to us. Is it? I mean, is that too much to ask, really? All we're getting is bills, people. Yeah, basically, we're That's just getting bills. That's all we get. Michael Dell sent us a letter and tried yeah. to sell us some laptop, laptops, <laughs> which was nice. It was nice of him. I love that guy. Yeah, he's nice. But then the U.S. Postal Service sent us a bill for our post office box. Um, yeah, I, and apparently only Michael Dell is sending us letters, yeah, so yeah. we're paying. Well, anyway. yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're so happy to do it. The point is, you need to send us a letter over the PO box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four, and we will get your letter. We will post it. We will put it in a frame, a nice mm-hmm. uh, golden frame, real classy though. Not not like, too yeah, over the top. No, yeah, not not too crazy. You know, mm-hmm. not really ugly, but you mm-hmm. know, it's it's you know reserved but very nice. Uh, we'll put we'll put your your letter in that frame, and we will stick it up on the hall slash wall of fame, which we like to know and love and call the hall slash wall of fame, otherwise known as the wall of fame. Wall of fame. Uh, you can also um, <clears throat> drop us an email. Yeah, man. howdy at gentleman.com. Yeah. Uh, or go to Twitter or Facebook or yep. Instagram. We're, we're big on Instagram. We are big on Instagram. Actually, like, live in large on on accident, kind of. Yeah, I we don't. I, I don't post as regularly as we should, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll have to do that more often. Yeah, I, I should start. I should take over the gentleman Instagram account 
to start snapping pictures. Seriously, of, man. You know, just the back of my head. Just while us. I'm looking at a computer. You know, drinking champagne while we're working on the yeah. side and all the normal stuff that we do. Oh, that reminds me, Brian. Pass the caviar. Oh yeah. Okay. The, mm-hmm. Yes. There you go. Pass me the the rebel.com caviar. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe I should take some more pictures and stuff like that. I don't know. I think I think you should. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, we actually get really good response on it. It's funny because the social stuff, we have a social site, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a way. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's got in, it's social components and things like that. So it's hard to... We're like a social sub-network. We are. Yeah. We're the... Yeah. Sub-social network. I, I, yeah, I don't SSN, know. SSN, if you will. We actually really don't know what we are. No, I don't. Um, but that's okay. Doesn't that matter. means we're, you can't we can pay us, anything. Yeah, you can't paint us a box, no. in a box, you know? No. No, no, no. Um, it seems like I'm forgetting something. Am I forgetting something? We should probably mention about oh, the, the new schedule. The new schedule change. Yes. Yeah. We're we're going to move the podcast to every two weeks because we're working on some stuff for gentlemen and we're pretty excited about it. And frankly, the podcast takes a lot of time. And so we have to yeah. dial it down a little bit while we're trying to figure out some cooler stuff for the site. So Yeah. It may not be permanent, but for right now, we yeah. want to... You know, it, it, while this may be like the least polished web uh, podcast of all time, yeah, it actually it, takes a surprising amount of time. Yeah, Brian. Well, actually, my yeah, my job is very actually quite nominal. But Brian yeah. has to like sit through and listen to my hyena cackle <laughs> for like three hours at a time, and yeah, it makes him crazy. By the time you hear this, <laughs> me and Glenn are edited to in a highly polished version. Yes, which is surprising. Of what we actually say. <laughs> oh. Actually, we shouldn't say that. We should just say, oh, we don't do any editing. That's why it doesn't sound very good. Because, or that, right. That's why it's right. not a very good show. Mm-hmm. We don't do any editing. We just hit record and then send it out. This and is Brian. It. I'm sitting next to Brian One Take McKinney over here. Yeah, that's here. right. It's all one take. One There's take. no editing. No needed. No so, need. So, anyway. Okay, so we're going we're once every two back. weeks. Once every two weeks. Right. That's it. But that's okay. Maybe we'll do a special holidays show or something. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the Gentleman Christmas episode. Yeah. For now, once every two weeks, unless there's some kind of special event. Mm. And we will, you know, be working on Gentlemen a little bit more. So we need to we need to add a couple things and fix a couple things. We do. Yeah. So we'll so, have so many hours of the day, people. It's true. Um, and so do the people who are listening to this. We need to get on with yeah, the show. Yeah, well, it's long in the tooth. But that's okay, because you only have to listen to it once every other week now. That's so. right. So we can spend double the time. Um, Glenn, let's start off with the uh, drink of the week. Drink of the week. All right. I went to the liquor store, as yes. we do every week. Mm-hmm. Well, every other week now. Yeah. And uh, try to find something that's not an IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Difficult this time. It's here. very hard to do right about now. But um, I realized last year, we I, I feel like we reviewed a, a couple shandies. Mm-hmm. And we kind of came to the conclusion that shandies weren't really beer, but they kind of were. Yeah. Um, but I figure we're kind of at the tail end of summer window. I already saw, I already saw the, uh, Oktoberfest and I saw the pumpkin ales out mm-hmm. already, which pisses me off. It's like seeing, uh, Christmas decorations at stores and like, yeah, now. Well, I think we talked about this last year is that the, the seasonal beers come up it's quicker and quicker because there's so many of them. People are trying to grab your attention as quickly as possible. So anyway, and get it, get it in your palate early. Yeah. Which I'm all for pumpkin ales and all that good yeah. stuff, but man. Yeah, not for uh, three not months. Yeah, not when I'm sweating outside. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's neither here nor there. So, I, I thought I'd pick up a shandy, and this one caught my eye uh, for two reasons. One, it is bright yellow. Everything about this beer is bright yellow. The case... It's really in your face. It really is. Mm-hmm. And 
in your face is another face that looks like Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Um, a big mustache, the mo- you know, so it looks j- basically like the gentleman design. I was going to say, I don't know whether we should sue them for patent infringement, mm. trademark infringement, uh, you know. Th- they'll be getting a, uh, a letter cease from and our desist. lawyer. Yes. We'll have to send a cease and desist mm-hmm. to them. Yes. We actually get to use that lawyer that's on a retainer. That's right. You're right. We've so, been paying him for so long. He's like sleeping, you know. Yeah. Under the stairs. Yeah. All he tells us is how stupid we are. <laughs> no, no, don't say it. Oh. Duh. Oh, don't, don't. Okay. Well, anyway. So, yes, they'll get a letter from our lawyer, but they also may get a nice review. That's right. So. Impartial. Yep. Impartial. <laughs> it could be a lot better, though. Cease and desist. We love or, your beer. We love your beer. <laughs> so, anyway, this is called the Traveler. Uh, excuse me. It's called the Curious Traveler Lemon Shandy. Mm-hmm. It's a wheat ale brewed with lemon peel with natural flavors. And it was $8.99, so right about middle of the road, right where it should be for our mustache twist scale, our empirical scale. Right. And it's 4.4% alcohol, so pretty light-ish. But it's yeah. like a lager, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, Brian, is there something about the, the, the brewery itself that we should know before we slam this down our throats? Um, I there. This is one of those places that does an incredible job of having an about page that says nothing about what they actually are. The only thing I was able to ascertain about this company is that they're in Burlington, Vermont. Oh, yeah. Which I've never I mean, been to. But well, you've never been to Burlington? Oh. Not, I've heard they have a good coat factory. I was going to say, the coat well, I don't know if that's actually from Vermont. probably is, actually. I don't know. I'll just um, say it is. So, but yeah, they're, they, the, um, the beer itself is... Uh, 4.4%, 7 IBUs. Um, this traveler company. 7 IBUs. Yeah. This traveler company has just. The, uh, I don't know. They, they already have a pumpkin ale out that's. Maybe the pumpkin ale is all year. Um, you know, they've got all the normal. The usual suspects. You got a. Uh, whoa. An apple ale? Never mind. Yeah. That's not a usual suspect. That's a crazy. Yeah, I saw that at the liquor store. I saw about three of their beers there. I didn't. I didn't take notice. I I, I grabbed the one that was a shandy. Yeah, this and then uh, we got a oh, mostly shandies. So I guess it's like yeah. shandy and kind of not really beers. Not really. So it's not really a beer. I think there's company. a peach one. Ooh, that's not really a beer. Definitely not. Really a beer. Well, anyway. Anyway, Glenn, let's let's try it out and see. And stop talking smack on it without knowing what it tastes like. That's right. Cheers. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, uh, got a little bit crazy there with my drink. Mm. This is good. Tried to drink too much of it. Yeah, I like it actually. It compares favorably with the liney kugels, I would say. Yeah, not quite as sweet. Yeah, this is actually kind of nice. Yeah, the li- the liney summer shandy is, is is a staple, but you can only drink eight or nine of those <laughs> in one sitting. <laughs> just so. too sweet. Yeah, this is this is really good. It, it just tastes. Lemony, it doesn't taste, you know. Yeah, I like it. It's a solid beer. It's a good. Mm-hmm. It's hot outside. Give me something that's gonna go lightly. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, we the 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 website really doesn't tell us anything about the brewery. Nope. I read the story about the beer, and it's a complete farce. It it's not true at all. It makes no sense. I feel um, like this is like a not your father's root beer production. Yeah, it it, it might be. Um, so anyway, but I like it. I like it. It's good. I think, you know what? I think we should rescind the cease and desist order we were going to send over. Fine. So, Fine. I guess you won't be hearing from all lawyers because we kind of like your beer. But you probably will be hearing from the Teddy Roosevelt. 
A state. A state. Yes. Yeah, it's a solid beer. Um, all right, Brian. So mustache twist scale. That's right. We judge it on a few factors. One being price, which we've already established is middle of the road. So mm-hmm. no, no uh, deficit there. Right. Hops. There are none. Yep. We don't like beers that are way too hoppy. I'm sorry, yeah. the scale doesn't like beers that are way too hoppy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, alcohol is a little bit lower than normal, but mm-hmm. who cares? But who, it's a shanty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're limited in their beer. <clears throat> um, it is a wheat beer at its base. So, yeah. It's got that going for it. Oh, you know what? Here, this is interesting. On the, uh, the label on the back, it gives you a recipe for another drink using yeah. the, uh, the Traveler. It's called the Little Tart. <laughs> And uh, it's two ounces of ruby red vodka, half ounce simple syrup, half ounce lime juke, juice, and half ounce uh, triple sec. And then you shake it up, and you strain it, and then you add the elusive traveler. This so actually sounds pretty awesome. Pretty simple drink. Then, yeah, yeah. Simple syrup ain't simple. Let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, okay, Glenn. Well, what do you? Uh, what would your rating be if you were going to rate this beer? I'd give this uh oh, let me see here. Based on all the factors, mm-hmm. I think I would give this a seven six. Seven six. I was gonna go yeah, I was gonna go a little bit higher. I was just really? say seven oh, seven eight. Yeah. Seven eight. I, I like it a lot actually. It's not too sweet. It's, yeah. That's the that's the only rub on the line of kugels. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes yeah. I like it. It's nice and sweet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just like I can't take this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? I feel like I had another kind of shandy that was basically a beer, mm. and there wasn't hardly any, any. It, it wasn't yeah, sweet at all. That's good. And this yeah. like walks the line really yeah. well. It's, it's like right in between that line. I should say that I had uh, at my sister's house. I had a Lanny Kugel's grapefruit shandy. It was freaking terrible. <laughs> it was one of the worst Ooh. beers. I, I don't like grapefruit though. Oh. Uh, and it was just, it tasted like a spicy, you know, Ooh. somewhat sweet, just, ugh. It was terrible. Anyway, but this doesn't have anything to do with Travelers. Okay, you said 7.6. Uh, seven, you said 7.6, and I said 7.8. Yes. I said 7.8. Okay, Glenn, well, now we have to do what we do every week, which is to use our specialized computer system to compute the uh, actual mustache twist scale mm-hmm. official scientific score for this beer. Um, so we said that it uh, it was eight ninety nine. Mm-hmm. The alcohol is four point four ab abv, uh, and the IBUs are seven. <laughs> seven IBUs. Seven okay. IBUs. Okay, those are all good things. Yes. Well, let's plug this into the computer and see what happens. Okay. Let's give it a second. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I'm tingling over here. It's always it's always an interesting result. You never know. You never know. You just never know. It's like they say, that's why you got to play the game. That's right. Uh, okay, Glenn. Uh, just uh, it's coming off here. Okay, I got it. Um, and the computer says mm-hmm. a 7.7. Whoa. So, whoa. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Pretty good score on the MTS scale for, for Shandy. I think that's that's pretty solid. That's, that is really... That's, a good, that's good for Shandy. Yeah. That is really good for Shandy. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, Brian, do we know what those jokers over at uh, beersnob.com have... Oh, boy. Have, I almost uh, forgot about those guys. Yeah, we try to, but every now I just I'm curious, you know. I yeah. I want to know how far off they are. Uh, I feel like you know one of these days we're gonna have to get a hold of these guys. 
have a conversation with them. <laughs> well, it's, uh, they they the score over at beersnob.com is an 80. So yeah. I'm kind of surprised by that, actually. This doesn't seem like it would be something that would score like an 80 on beersnob.com. Yeah. Maybe they're changing their algorithm based on hearing us talk smack endlessly on their site. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. That's true, Glenn. It's true. Okay, Glenn. Well, anyway. imitations is most sincere form of flattery. That's true. It's true. So I guess we should take that as a compliment. Often imitated, never replicated. <laughs> MTS score. Well, Brian, shall we uh, hit up this this? Well, it's actually the past two weeks. Yeah, or so. Or so's best post. Yeah, let's do it. We've had not not had a chance to talk about uh, in our leadoff spot tonight. Um, we have uh, demon. Yes. D A E. Not a real demon. M O N. No, no, That's not just like a username. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. as far as we know, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that would be quite sure disturbing. We've never met if we, <laughs> We've never met him. So, well, um, anyway, let's well, hope for let's the best. Just, yeah, let's, yeah, let's just look on the bright side. Probably of a, a you know, yeah, good good guy mm-hmm. or gal. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, the title is called Major Bambi Meet the Marine, who is Disney's famous font. This is an NPR article, and it details a one Donnie Dunigan. Name. Who is a hard-nosed marine, highly decorated? Uh, he was drafted in the fifties. Uh, he served in the Vietnam War, um, and uh, was promoted thirteen times in twenty-one years. So he's basically a, a badass. He's a hard ass. Yes, yeah. this guy is not. And you look at a picture of him. He looks pretty tough. I mean, he looks like he could kill you with his pinky. Yeah, and. Uh, but he had a dark secret, mm. and that dark secret is: growing up, he was the voice for the 1942 Walt Disney <laughs> Bambi. He was Bambi. He was Bambi, yeah. and he was uh, was he four at the time? I want to say yeah. it was something like three or four. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the article, they show a picture up in the newspaper, and you can tell it's him. Yeah, he looks like a badass little kid. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting because the article goes on to talk about how. You know, he kept this as a huge secret. He right. could not let anybody, anybody in he the was, service know. Yeah. Even his wife didn't know. He was terrified that if people got a hold of this information, mm-hmm. it would be an endless... I mean, he's supposed to be in charge of people. Mm-hmm. You can't be you can't be having people holding something like that over your head, you know, while you're right. in charge of people. So it would just undermine his entire right. thing, his, his, his entire vibe he had going there. So... Um, so yeah, it was cool, and it said that it for most of his career it maintained a secret. Although at one point a general asked him to do some task which he didn't want to do, and he complained about it, and the general said, "Oh really, Major Bambi?" Yeah, and then he slid a <laughs> dossier. It's like a across. red folder with top yeah. secret on it <laughs> with, with, with the, his name, the, the details of the fact that he was actually the voice of Bambi. So it did come back to haunt him, but he said that. Son of a- he said that he said that later in his life he really appreciated the fact that he was the voice of Bambi, and he's come to terms with it, and he and he's glad he, he's really glad that he he did it. Yeah, he, uh, I love this quote that he says. Um, I have some holes in my body that God didn't put there. I got shot through my left knee. I got an award or two for saving lives over a time, but I think I could have been anointed as the aide de camp in the White House. It wouldn't make any difference. It's Bambi that's so dear to people. It's true. So he's basically saying, you know. He's he's got all these awards for battle and combat and valor and bravery, mm-hmm. and but people love him most for being the voice of a tiny little Bambi, Bambi who's mm-hmm. you know skating around on ice trying to stand up and 
The world's a messed up place, Glenn. Yeah. I wonder if he cried when he's like having to read the lines like when his mom dies. I mean, not when his mom dies, but when Bambi's mom dies. I don't know. Well, I am a voiceover uh, <laughs> actor of some note. That's right. You have uh, newfound talent. That's right. You've been uh, discovered. Yeah, we, I just got back from New York. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, we, uh, we went to the Museum of the Moving Image. And they had a whole exhibit about how they make films. And one of the things you get to do is you get to step in the sound booth and re-record the audio for a movie. So I did School of Rock. I was just showing Glenn the video of it. And I got to do a scene where my voice replaced... Um, Jack Black. Jack Black's mm-hmm. during during a, sp- a very pivotal scene. And yeah. I feel like my acting was spot on. I don't know if the... On point. I don't know where I signed it. I send a Spielberg, maybe? Uh, I don't know. They probably uh, have a rolling camera going. Yeah. You know, in the booth. I'll just, I'll just send it over to Spielberg and see where that takes me. I, I feel like for sure you could have a career as that guy who takes... Um, the voices for movies and they put them on TV they have to edit like mm-hmm. for content right. so instead right. of so saying say, yeah Dag Nabbit son of yeah. a crystal ball you know yeah, instead of exactly. what they're actually saying right, right you know you could be that guy okay that's a good idea I feel like I could do that you know mm-hmm. maybe re-record parts of Twister or whatever mm-hmm. you know? yeah there you go um, so if you're, if, if you're listening and you're gonna put a movie on TV if you've right. gotta deal with you know Right. If you're, uh, you know, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, could, obviously yeah, you're that's listening. true. I could obviously you're listening. You know, Sean Connery. If I Michael, too. Michael's a big fan. I could, um, maybe, I could maybe do that. Yeah, yeah. I, think I feel good about this. <laughs> good speed, good speed. <laughs> that's pretty convincing. That is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel good about that. Oh so. man. Well, anyway. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, let's let's move on from Bambi. Um, and talk about uh, the next act we're going to talk about, which is actually posted by our good friend, uh, mythological Glenn. Yeah. Stansberry. Wow. Me. Um, oh. Yeah. We. Uh, th- this is this is pretty this is pretty insane. Um, this is called "One Thousand Musicians Simultaneously Perform, Learn to Fly to Persuade the Foo Fighters to Play a Concert in Italy," and uh, it, the video illustrates. Um, a thousand musicians playing one song at once in a field somewhere. <laughs> there's there's literally like two hundred drummers, you know, yeah. probably four hundred guitar players, two hundred singers, and two hundred bass players, something like that. And vocalists. Did you say vocalists? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sorry. I... It's an entire crew of a thousand people uh, playing the song at the same time, which would take some serious logistics. Yeah. It'd be difficult to do, and um, it actually sounds pretty good. They do sound really good. And I was trying to figure out, like, if you have a thousand, I guess you just put up mics kind of in different places, and if you had a thousand people playing, I don't know how you would record that. It sounds pretty good, and so they did a good job with it. But I was just trying to think through my head, like, how would I record something like that? I bet they just recorded. I bet what they did is they had two different, two separate things going on. I bet on one on one, you know, mic setup, they just took like you're talking about, like a general. Uh-huh. Recording of everybody, yeah. and then they also had. It looks like they have like a main band. Oh, so kind of. So they kind of like recorded them. That's yeah. like seventy five percent of the sound you're hearing overlaid with some. Yeah, that's what I would guess. Yeah. Well, it's anyway. It sounds pretty cool. Um, it's hard to imagine, you know, so many people playing one song at the same time, but it actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, and so they made this impassioned plea to Dave Grohl. The reason why they did this is that so the Foo Fighters would come and play a concert in their town in. Um, Sassena, Italy. Well, Sassena, Italy. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Keep wanting to say Cessna. 
Right. It's not a plane. Right. Cesena, Italy. And uh, so Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters caught wind of this, and so Dave Grohl makes a video and says in Italian, basically, uh, that's awesome. I am David. Hello. I'm sorry. I don't speak Italian. But uh, the, be- the video is very beautiful. Thank you very much. We are, we are arriving, I promise. <laughs> Okay. We'll see each other soon. So they're going to do a. Um, so they're going to do a concert based on this. So they they didn't plan to go to Italy anywhere then. I guess. I, I don't know how that works. I, yeah. I I guess not. I guess it must have overlooked Sassena, Italy. I guess uh, you know your European tours. You can kind of people probably in Italy can quickly go to another. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. From Italy to yeah, exactly. I've never, I've never been to Europe, so I can't speak on that. But. Well, I mean, I mean, just just the size of the countries yeah. are you know. My my brother at his wedding a couple of weeks ago, he had some friends in from England, and the thing they were talking about that they couldn't get over was just how big America is in terms of just mass, like land right. size. Mm-hmm. So them to going to a different country Placing, is like yeah. us going to a different state, right? Right. You know, or two. I mean, it's right. and so yeah, because they had to go to Oregon and then come to Kansas, right? And it's like a four hour. Five hour plane ride, yeah, you know? with bunch of different you know yeah. geological features going on, right, right. Geographical, not geological. Well, and geological. Geological anyway. and geographical. I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, people loved it. Uh, got shared on Facebook a bunch. It's a really cool idea, and what a good way to convince. Dave Grohl's like the coolest guy in the world, so you know yeah. he was going to get this and be like, "Yeah, we're going to come." Yeah, right. we're going to Italy. Yeah, <laughs> he's just that kind of guy. You know? He is. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that was a good. That was a good find. I'm glad you found that. And Thank speaking you. of good finds, Glenn, mm-hmm. we have one more uh, thing to talk about. Mm. This one is, this one is very controversial. Yeah, it is. And Big time. it's posted by our good buddy RoboChess. I feel like we haven't said much about RoboChess in a yeah, while. I'm glad while. to see yeah. RoboChess is back in the fray, mixing things up a little bit. Yeah. And boy, howdy, does he with this one? It's called North Carolina Tourist Spots Sasquatch. You decide. Right. And. What it is, it links over to. I feel like all these news stations have like the exact. It's like a local news station. Yeah, um, and it looks like usatoday.com. Right. So, and I'm I'm sure it is a subsidiary. Yeah. Yeah. So they all use the same type of website, but basically, there's a video of this guy who happens to be filming his dog or something. It's a very weird video. It's a very weird like seven second video. Right. And basically, he's like. Like breathing, he like panting, right? And it's not it's the dog. Basically, it's like him. the Blair Witch Project, right? And he and he kind of puts his phone over. He's walking along this this road, gravel road, and he, he like points his phone across the street, and you see Sasquatch, right, walking across the street, walking like do 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 do, getting his well, groceries or whatever. And the best part is the dog runs towards the thing, <laughs> Toby, and he freaks out. And he's like, oh my god, oh my god, he's gonna hit you, don't don't So yeah. It, um, I'm sure, you know what, to this guy's credit, I'm sure he was, if this thing is actually real, he was very freaked out. I would be super freaked if I saw that. If Holy this crap. was real. Yeah. Th- this brings up the next point, Brian. He, yeah. He claims that, he claims that it was either real or somebody was playing a, a fantastic joke on him. I, uh... One of the gentleman members has a really good point here, and he says, uh... That's a great way to get shot. <laughs> it, was, it was demon, actually. Yeah. It said, what a what a great way to get shot. Yep. Uh, which I agree with. You don't go marching around the woods in an all black, you know, outfit, rolling through places. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
or anywhere for yeah. that matter. But yeah. yeah, that's what I'd be doing if I saw that. I would run inside and get a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, is Sasquatch real? Yeah, let the coroner decide. Yeah. So anyway, it is. It, it does. It is kind of creepy if you let let your mind think about if that really was going on. You know, like you just walked out in the woods and you're out this cabin all in the middle of nowhere. And you see something that looks like Sasquatch like that, that would be pretty freaky. I would be freaked out by it. This is, um, it feels like the gentleman community is big on the, the Sasquatch sightings. Mm. I feel like we've had quite a few of these posts recently. Yeah. Uh, I think some of this stuff's been in the news. I think so. I, I'm wondering if people are, it's like crop circles, Brian. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, so I don't know, Glenn. Uh, I, no one knows if it's true or not. I guess only. Um, only Sasquatch. Only Sasquatch knows. He's mm-hmm. probably watching this, and he's like, I've never been to North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> you know I hang out in Arizona. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, Okay, Glenn, we'll, we'll, I, we'll report back on this. I'm sure that Sasquatch will come forth and either dispel or acknowledge the fact that he was, in fact, in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Or his publicist. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, we've got some people on the ground, some gentleman members from North Carolina. So, South Carolina. South Carolina? North Carolina. One of the Carolinas. In the Carolinas, we've got people. Mm-hmm. And right. they'll get back to us. So you're going to hear right. it here first. That's right, Glenn. Or last. Okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for the uh, gentleman's host this week. Mm. And as I mentioned, I was just in New York. And um, it seems like a lot of times when you go to New York, you bump into somebody that's yep. kind of famous. I happen to be sitting on a, uh, a bench outside of an office building. And I'm just sitting there, and this little old man steps out of the building across the street. And he goes to step out into the street to cross the street. And a bus comes driving up, driving by. And he had a, a younger man with him, and the, the younger man grabbed grabbed the older gentleman and pulled him back a little bit. And then, the, then you know, I kind of looked at him because it was kind of a weird interaction, you know. And uh, so they crossed the street a little bit more, and I got a closer look at him, and I... Asked Laura, I was like, is that Tony Bennett? And it was. It was Tony Bennett. He was walking across the street to come over to uh, the Brooklyn Diner on 57th Street ah. in New York. So, so I typically go. Well, me too. That's uh, good enough for Tony Bennett. It's good enough right. for me. Um, anyway, Glenn, I... The man is New York. That's right. So I just wanted to uh, send a toast out to Mr. Tony Bennett. Thanks for not getting hit by that bus, Tony. Yeah. Thanks for... Yeah, apparently he had a, a very good uh, handler that made sure that... He was kind of like a bodyguard. I mean, he was a big dude. Yeah. And uh, I would imagine, Tony Bennett, when you're an older older person like that, you kind of have to have somebody big around to, yeah. to make sure that no crazy fans or anything like that happens. And plus, Tony Bennett seems like a really nice guy, so it's one of those guys that would kind of get hassled a lot. And, right. You know, it's good to have somebody around like that, I'm sure. But I want to say a couple things about this guy. Number one, while we were walking to the uh, the film, the Museum of Moving Image, the film museum we went to in Queens, we walked by the Frank Sinatra School of Arts, which is was actually started by Tony Bennett. No kidding. And it's right around the corner from the in Queens from that uh, Moving Image uh, Museum. But it is a high school in New York, in Queens, New York, that's focused on the arts. So you can have a specialized high school oh, interesting. diploma in theater or dance or, you know, all the different arts uh, curriculums. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't name it the Tony Bennett School of Arts. He named it yeah. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. You know, um, so that's pretty cool. And the other thing was I recently watched an Amy Winehouse documentary. And uh, 
seems like these two don't really have anything in common, but actually they did a duet on some mm. jazz standard, you know. Um, but it was really interesting because Amy Winehouse was really nervous and she wasn't able to sing very well and she kept messing up and she got really nervous about singing with Tony Bennett and he was the nicest guy about it. He, he was like, she was all worried about taking up his time and she's like, I'm just so worried about, you know, I don't want to take up your time and everything. And he's like, I've got all day. He's like, do you have to be somewhere? You know? <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't have to be, you know? So anyway, I just, I thought it was really cool that he was really laid back and just, you know, he, he was really, he handled the situation perfectly, hmm. you know? And, uh, so anyway, I, I, I thought it was pretty cool to be able to see the guy in, in real life. Um, yeah. I, is he, is he shorter? Like. It seemed like it. Yeah, you know? I always got yeah. kind of got the impression he was short. Yeah. He, I uh, I watched a what was it? I don't know what kind of event it was. There's some kind. Of, I mean, it was like a New Year's Eve thing or some kind of something mm. that uh, last year that he and Lady Gaga did <laughs> a duet with. And I say, yeah. and I you know you, you hear that and you're like, oh, oh boy, yeah. But actually, Lady Gaga is incredibly talented, mm. and they did. It was awesome. Really, it was really good. Actually. Uh, yeah. They were doing. I mean, she's got some pipes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she. You know, she's a New Yorker, and right. it was just fun seeing them together because you know he's like the yeah he, he's the gentleman, like and, the classic know, right you know classic jazz type singer. You know, yeah, um, he still sounds great. He's yeah, what got to be in his eighties, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in his eighties, I think he's like midway through his eighties or something. Yeah, like that. and he was yeah getting it done. That's so, cool, man. It's hard to keep your voice. After you get that old, you know. Yeah. So anyway, Glenn, I just wanted to toast Tony Bennett. To Tony. Cheers. Cheers, Tony. Watch when you're walk- crossing the street. Mm-hmm. Watch out for buses next time. Yeah, the buses, they'll get you every time. There are one or two buses in New York. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Glenn, it's time for the... Um, hot button topic. Um, and Tony Bennett version. Glenn, this... Uh, I, I read this interesting article, and uh, I want to know mm. what you think about this. This this article was look. The question is this: How far would you go to save your pet if you if it had some kind of medical problem, if it was injured? Like, how much money would you invest in surgery or medical procedures for your pet? Because I read this article, and it's just g- give you a quick rundown. They start with talking about this guy in California that spent $10,000 for his one-year-old Britney Spaniel. And it was some procedure where he, they had to operate on her jugular vein, which is blo- which blocking off an errant vessel that was siphoning blood away from her liver and making her ill. Um, he said when, when she got sick, he couldn't bear the thought of losing her. So he sold a second car, drove 10 hours from San Diego to a University of California Davis vet, veterinary hospital to get the very best care for Bella and spent $10,000 on it. Whew. And she's one year old, so she might have more problems down the road. You, you only need one car, Brian. It's true. You had two. It's true. It was extra. It's true. Just sitting there. Yeah. Getting all rusted. So anyway, the point of this article was, um, procedures like this. Uh, were being done in the neighborhood of seventeen billion dollars in nineteen ninety four, and twenty fourteen they're up to fifty eight billion dollars. So they're saying there's a quite a rise in the amount of high cost procedures for pets these days. So, all right. Well, I think it's I think it's a hmm, this is going to be kind of a cop out, but I think it varies for person. Like if mm-hmm. you're if you don't have any money, 
and you're shelling out ten thousand dollars to save a pet. Yeah. I mean, if this guy, you know, that's what you, loans are for. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, if you're independently wealthy and right, and ten thousand dollars isn't a big deal to you, right? Then why not? But I, I think for most of us, this is a this is a weird thing because it's not just the people who are independently wealthy that are spending money on animals. It's, no, it's everybody. Yeah. And I grew up on a not a farm. I grew up in the country, and my dad grew up on the farm, and kind yep. of instilled a well, it's a pet, right. And it will die. Yep. So we'll get another one. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, which kind of was a hard lesson growing up. Oh, yeah. But I, I mean, I have a dog now. I love the dog. The dog's great. But I mean, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I. Here's the hard thing, though. What if. <laughs> I'm not going to paint myself in a corner here and say I wouldn't do something. But what if there was a five or $6,000 procedure and Penny was like, what you you mean you're just gonna let Maisie die? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's look. I think it's um. I totally get the value of life in animals, yep. and I understand. Mm-hmm. Like for this guy, this guy's story that you're talking about. Uh-huh. He went through a thing where he went through a divorce, and basically... Right. He had a difference. He has a, more of the story. Right. Yeah. I mean... He had a hard... Like, he had a hard divorce, and this is, like, the only thing he had with these two dogs. One of them right. passed away, and this was the second one. And so he didn't want it to die. Not on his watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't know, man. I mean, I think the thing is, is that I have, you know... I have family. I have two little girls, and... Yeah. I, I definitely value their lives more than I value my dog, and I love that's my good dog. to know, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Just so we're clear. <laughs> yeah. Just so we're clear. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, I, I mean, consider this. I think I paid. That's more than double what I paid for my daughters being born put right. together. Right. So. Right. You know, I wouldn't. I would spend some money. Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars on a dog. No way. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I. Does that make me a bad person, Brian? Nope. Okay, I, I, I think I would have a limit. Mm-hmm. I think I would say like my hard limit is you know I will spend twelve hundred dollars if some crazy procedure needs to take place. I will spend twelve hundred dollars to do that. Right. Anything over that, yeah, uh, I'm going to pay less money and uh, just get a new dog. <laughs> Greener pastures. Uh, I you know I never I only had one dog growing up. I had my my parents had one. When I was real, real, real young, but I barely remember it, and it it passed away when I was probably three years old or something. So mm-hmm. I don't re- really remember it at all. But we had one other dog growing up, and I got it from the time I was in probably third or fourth grade, and then it died when I was you know in college or something maybe or high school. I don't remember mm-hmm. which one. Anyway, um, my parents were more uh, attached to it than I was. Really, I mean. It, it got to be sick and stuff like that, and I was kind of like, we should probably just put him down. You heartless b- I mean, you know, he, he was limping around. He was having a hard time seeing him. He's in pain and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we don't need to be. And I remember my dad would have to, like, pick him up and put him down to, like, go outside, you know, because yeah. he got so bad that he couldn't, like, step downstairs and stuff. And I was just like, we should not be. We, we should probably just Do the right down. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was just, I mean, I just kind of felt like it was yeah. pretty logical. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you love the thing and everything, all that stuff, but yeah, just a dog and, you know, got a, you know, whatever. He's had a nice life. Um, so anyway, I, 
we never had to have any crazy medical procedures, but I can guarantee you that if uh, there was a ten thousand dollar bill to for some procedure, like no way, yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I just I can't. I couldn't justify that. I mean, you know, you are attached to the thing a little bit, but then at the end of the day, it's like you got to be logical about this stuff. Like, there's no way ten thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah, to me, it is anyway. Yeah, I think to everybody, well, almost everybody, almost everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's a lot of money for a dog. I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I think you know, growing up on in the country, you know, you have pets and things right. happen to the pets in the country right. more. I mean, you have a lot more. Yeah, predators and stuff like that. Predators, like cars, cars. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they're out running around, and mm-hmm. mm. you have a you have a certain point, and that's the threshold. Yep. And once it goes beyond the threshold, mm-hmm. um. You drive the, the you put the dog in a in a sack, mm-hmm. and you drive out to the country. Wow! And you put it out the pasture. Wow! And Singing say, its favorite song. Good luck. Yeah. Wow! In a sack? No, I would never do that. Good grief! That's man. terrible. I love. You dogs. really are. A, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> I love dogs. I, I really do. You're not coming over my house anymore. You cannot pet Come my here, dog. Maisie. Yeah. Come here. Are you feeling okay? Yeah. Want to go take a ride? <laughs> Get away. Uh, yeah. I don't know, Glenn. All right. Well, we figured that out. You have a threshold and a story. That's right. That's it. You just write it down on a piece of paper when you get the dog. I will not pay <laughs> more than this. This is how much this. you're worth. <laughs> yeah. I will not pay more than this ever for you know, any procedure for you. Funny story. When my firstborn mm-hmm. was born, I did the, the same, same thing. thing. Yep. Yep. That's yeah, perfect. Good idea. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, that's not true. Well. I have to say that in case somebody actually thinks that would be true. Right. Which is right. sad. I have to do that. Come on. I know. It's all right. Okay, Glenn. Um, well, it's fine. For the, it's, it's fine. It's time for the final segment of the Gentleman Podcast, Glenn. Already? And yes. And this is titled Questions from the Gentleman Mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and anyway, Glenn, we were talking earlier about the whole Sasquatch thing. Mm. And I was curious if you believe in any popular mythological characters. <laughs> Such as Sasquatch or Loch Ness Monster, UFOs, Chupacabras, Jackalopes, or Glenn Stansberry's. <laughs> well, uh, if it's... I mean, if they're real, they're not mythological, right? That's true. Well, that, that, I didn't know what the right phrasing was mm-hmm. for that question. Because it's kind of a loaded... It is a loaded question. Because <clears throat> it's insinuating that they're all not real. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, creatures like that. Legendary creatures, basically. Mm. You know, legendary. That's a good way to put it. I, yeah. I, uh, I will tell you something, Brian. That most people won't believe. Oh, really? You mm. have a personal experience with one of these. I, I believe in jackalopes. Wow. I mean, I don't believe them. I mean, I, I know they're real. Wow. Um, it's incredible. I uh, there's a place. There was a place across in San Antonio, across from the Alamo. They have a series of shops. As in the basement of the Alamo? No. Oh. Across the street. Uh-huh. It was prime real estate, for one, mister. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Two. Uh, well, not two. Uh, it was called Jackalope Joe's. Mm. And mm-hmm. it had jackalope. It had a giant jackalope you could take your picture next oh. to, and which obviously was real. Yeah. Uh, I think they bagged it in Australia. Oh, sure. And uh, they had a whole bunch of jackalope stuff in there. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I fell in love with the, the, right. the animal. Mm-hmm. And it's so majestic. Mis- yeah, and it's misunderstood. Right. People think it's a rabbit. Right. You know, it's, it is not a rabbit. It is right. a jackalope. Right. It's part jackrabbit and part 
Lope. Lope. So um, yeah, I I I, I don't I, I get a little offended actually. Uh, I think on, on Twitter my, my my Twitter profile says something like husband father jackalope enthusiast. Oh uh, yeah, I think yeah, which is pretty descriptive. It is. Let me really. make sure it. Um, we went to a place in Austin, Texas that was called Jackalopes or something like that. Oh, the the it was like a restaurant. No, it was a bar. It's a bar restaurant. Yeah. And the bathroom was really, <laughs> really. It looked like a jackalope had uh, gotten loose in there. Yeah, <laughs> tore apart the. That was that may have been the worst bathroom I've ever been in, in my entire life. I remember going in there and thinking uh, I was going to come out with a rash. <laughs> I mean, it was. That was bad. That was a bad. Yeah. And it th- that was what, oh that was the bathroom where they like didn't have any lights and everything was painted black like everything, and so. You know, when it's like dark and you're right. in a bathroom, there's no windows, right. and you're you know aiming for something and right. you can't it's see it. Difficult to do. Is that my yeah. shoe? Is right. that the you know? Is that the door handle? Is it? You know? <laughs> yep, it yeah. was the door handle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that. They serve food. They serve, they, yeah, it wasn't. No, that's the thing. It wasn't just a bar. It was like they had food. They, they, they had lots of food. It was like mainly a food. It seemed like, and people definitely used that bathroom. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, anyway, so yeah. I, but my point was, I, I think that they actually had some uh, jackalopes on the wall that they had. Oh, oh, oh! They're big in Texas. Yeah, they're yeah, big they in are. Texas. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so jackalopes. Anything else? Oh no no the the rest are crap oh yeah jackalopes though I mean we we like we were talking about we've seen a rash of these Sasquatch sightings mm-hmm. uh, yeah you know I want to believe in Nessie I like that story yeah I, I read a story about that the other day that somebody had found a sh- what was it a giant catfish or something in Loch Ness that he thinks this is kind of like this is a lot like um, wait. Uh, a, a catfish? I think it was a giant catfish. It was some kind of fish. He, he on sonar, he found this giant fish, and he's 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 sure that that's what Lux is. But this is like okay, this, this is like um, that classic story. This guy that that set, that reported this mm-hmm. uh, had been searching. He like had been searching for the Loch Ness monster for like fifteen years or something. So he's a worthwhile pursuit. All the, he spent all this time and effort and energy into finding Loch Ness Monster, and his mind is telling him, you have to find something. Right. You have to find some conclusion to this, because... Catfish. <laughs> I got it, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's this It's catfish. a weirdo catfish. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, um, I don't know. And then, uh, just tonight, I saw a thing about how they, they found some 144... Year old illustration of the Loch Ness monster in some archive somewhere. So, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm gonna need to see that carbon dated. I feel like I feel like you know Loch Ness monster. I feel like they would have found it by now. Like I don't know With how all big, the modern technology and everything. I or? don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I understood this back in the day when there wasn't like super accurate stuff to go find ships and everything like that. I feel like the tools now would be good enough that if there was something roaming around in there, you'd be able to find it. And it'd be over 100 years old. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, anyway, Sasquatch. I think we should go with catfish. Sasquatch, I I don't know. UFOs? Yeah. Ooh. I believe in UFOs. Really? I think so. Oh. I, 
This is I've good. seen Independence Day. I was gonna say <laughs> you're a truther. <laughs> Uh, I think so. I mean, I could, I, it makes sense to me that you know um, that there's some other kind of yeah uh, life life out there. I don't know. There are some very weird things that have yet to be explained. Yeah, I, I don't think all those weirdos that say they were abducted and stuff like that is real. What's that movie that like? Oh, there's this one movie that's all about a crazy alien abduction and it's like super scary. Whoa, I didn't watch it. No way. Oh, shoot. It's like uh, Fire in the Sky. Is that right? Fire in the Sky? Um, mm. I think it's Fire in the Sky. I haven't watched it in like 15 years. but um, They had to turn an alien abduction yeah. into a horror. Oh. Yeah. Fire in the Sky is this, this story about this dude in the 70s that swears. He, like, he disappeared for like five days. And all of his buddies were with him. And they saw this thing and they saw him and he disappeared. And then he showed up like five days later, and he was like, "I was abducted by aliens." And check uh, it out, yeah. And uh, <laughs> they gave me a tattoo, yeah. And all of his friends, like, they passed lie detectors and stuff like that about what they saw. But they said that they saw some kind of something like take him away, you know. <sighs> so anyway, what, did, what kind? Of, what did they say? Uh, what kind of tests did they run on him? Uh, yeah, it was weird. They, they, they he, he had some pretty interesting. Um, some interesting stories about the uh, the ship that he was on. The ship, yeah. He, hmm. they, they they took him up into a a, a flying spacecraft. Hmm. So anyway, I, I don't know. I I don't believe a lot of that stuff. That movie's pretty freaky. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's highly embellished, but wow. I mean, that, that I watched it when I was pretty young, and I was like, wow, this is kind of scary, really. <laughs> um, so I bet, what, do, what do you bet? Like, if there's actually an, an alien abduction, they take him up, and they're like, all right. You gotta pass a driving test. Right. Uh, yeah. Now, you pull up to a stop sign, right? right. There's three other cars, okay? <laughs> Who has the right of way? Right. I yeah. bet it's stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Probably. You Probably know, more mundane. In, 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 <clears throat> invasive stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know about that. Yeah, it seems a little far. And I don't want to talk it, badly about it. Explorative? Because maybe tomorrow I'm going to show up at work and be like, Glenn, <laughs> last night something happened. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, <laughs> but I want to talk about it. Uh, let's hope not. <laughs> or maybe I don't know. I was practicing my voiceover for <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly Jack Black's next new movie, <laughs> and uh, uh, yes, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know, Glenn. Yeah, um, beam suck me right up. So so yeah, mm. I, I could see I could do I could see aliens. I don't know about Sasquatch. I, I think aliens are the is the easiest to believe. Yeah, because it's like. Yeah, it's it's getting harder and harder to justify the Loch Ness and the Sasquatch stuff right. because we everybody has a camera. Whoa, now. whoa, whoa, whoa! We just saw a, a firsthand account in in uh, yeah. the Carolinas. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm skeptical. You know, it, if it was like a realistic thing, it would be totally freaky. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty skeptical. As some guy in a suit, you know, all staged. Whoa, pretty easy to get a get a lot of attention. So, wait a minute. So are you saying that you don't believe in Santa Claus? No, I totally believe in Santa okay. Claus. Okay, yeah. You said a suit. No, no, no. no. I, I didn't mean... I just meant like a gorilla cameras. suit. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. So... Yeah. I don't know. Um, what, what do you bet that that's actually... You know what would be brilliant, actually? If that was actually the, the Jack Link's Sasquatch? Mm-hmm. Like a viral... Viral... Like, <laughs> that would be smart. How actually. awesome would that be? Yeah. yeah. Jack Link's. You need yeah. some marketing help. Seriously. We're here. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, we should do that as a gentleman promo. <laughs> gentleman quatch. Yeah. <laughs> gentleman quatch. <laughs> I don't think that's a good... It sounds like a dirty body part. You know what we could do? Mm-hmm. We could get a picture of a jackalope. We could get a video of a jackalope. And, oh. uh, you know, in my backyard. Running free. Yeah. Which I'm sure we could find. Well, there. apparently... I, uh, apparently, in order to catch a jackalope, you have to have a mixture of bourbon, bologna, and mm. uh, something else. I want to say some other malt liquor. Yeah. Swill it around, get, mm-hmm. the, get the bologna all good and, huh. and, and, you know, soaked. Okay. And just lay it out. Slow it out. They, uh, I'm kind of afraid we would approach that <laughs> in my backyard. I have a lot of wildlife back there. There's a lot of animals that could come out. Probably a like homeless that. man. <laughs> yeah, probably. Is that baloney? <laughs> well, shouldn't sound bad about the homeless. No. It actually sounds kind of enticing to me, and I have yeah, a home. Exactly. So, home, homeless, yeah. uh, jackalope, doesn't matter. Baloney? Yeah, baloney with bourbon. All right. Um, on that note, Glenn... We should finish up the show. Yeah, we should. Um, Is this our weirdest episode ever? We've had some weird ones. That's true. We've had some really weird ones. Oh, did I tell you, speaking of weird uh, previous episodes, I had Soju again. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I took a little slower. Had a, I had a better experience. That's good. It's, good. Uh, it's not quite as, you know, bitey. Okay. as it was the first time mm-hmm. around. So I had Soju a second time when we were in That's right. San Diego. So, um, and I, it was, it was all right. You know, it's fine. It's definitely dependent on how much you have and which kind you have, I think. In the amount of time you have it. In the amount of time you have it, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Also, we had the real deal. And I was, I had Americanized soju. Yeah. I think there might be a little bit of a That actually there. passed, you know, laws, right. you know. Right. Federal regulations. Right. So just we had Brian like was you know back Korean door. moonshine yes <laughs> yeah white lightning white Korean light. style uh, and Glenn's finger painting yeah uh, I'm not sure what to make of that is that a cactus <laughs> um, oh man it's a guitar uh, okay Glenn well that's good to know mm. Soju redeems itself once again. <laughs> I feel like this is not going to make it into the final version of the well, podcast. We'll see. We don't do any editing, so... Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, that was episode 69. Looking forward to episode 70 of the Gentleman Podcast, which will take place mm. in two weeks. In two so, weeks. That's right. That's right. i got to wrap yeah. my head around it. That's right. I feel like this is good. Uh, you know... This is like the, um, you know, this is like the, the girlfriend that you, you know... Let's just let's take wait, it wait, easy. wait, 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 wait. This means we're gonna break up with the podcast. No, we're not breaking up. Whenever with you. you give it space, we're not breaking up with the you. The next step is no. breaking up. We're just taking. We need to take a little space. <laughs> we need to take a little time for ourselves to work on gentlemen. Look, it's not you. It's no, us. It's all about. We got to work more on gentlemen. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's I not, still feel the same. Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah. still feel the still, same. Still love you. Everything's still love the you. same. Yeah, just not the same. Yeah, just. Just a little less. I think I think we could be stronger if we do it every two weeks instead. Hmm. So, hmm. anyway, all right, Glenn. Well, we're gonna try it and we're gonna see how it goes. All right. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure people can do with less of our voices over less. I, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I would guarantee so. <laughs> I would put money where my mouth is. Um, 
Okay, Glenn. Well, that was episode 69. Looking forward to episode 72 weeks. I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansberry. Uh, see you guys in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Have a safe trip home. <laughs>